Yes, yes, again and again. Back online and in line. <laughs> it's a joke. Subliminal. Don't know if y'all caught it. Hope it don't catch you. <laughs> Another subliminal. Anyway, welcome. Come well. Again, to another episode, another doorway of beyond words and expression. Just another way of saying beyond projecting and projections. Well, what does that mean? You figure it out. Today's topic is based on something I would say pretty relevant. Something once again that um everybody and anybody engages in. At some point in their life, or at many points in their life, throughout their lifetime. So once again, uh, once again, I said, you know, this ain't this ain't called life. This is called life. So throughout one's lifetime, they engage in this principle. And the principle of today's topic, the topic principle that we'll be, uh, be touching upon today is the principle of manifestation. Basically, um, it can have something to do with invoking, evoking, bringing about, making something happen, making something appear, making something occur. Through principles like willpower, Intent, attention, want, need, desire, principles of that nature, I would say. And of course, we go by the familiar format of um, going on. Uh, pretty much line by line or section by section. And I open I open them up as we go along. Okay. 
So the first line of the first section is basically um if you really analyze your life or your life, you'll see that almost everything you ever wanted in life, thought you needed in life, happened just within different degrees. What I mean by that basically is, you know, for example, you say, I really want to drive, I want to drive a car. I want to drive a car. Before you have your license. Behind that, you actually are pertaining to your own car. But the way you pronounce it and the way you're thinking about it has to match in order for things to come and arrive and manifest and happen in great detail, with great detail. So you can say your intention is you want your own car to drive. But you say, I want a car to drive. Which means that you might find yourself in your family's car, your friend's car, someone else's car that isn't your car, but you are driving a car. It just isn't your car. And this is something that you wanted to happen and you manifested it. The difference in degrees is that your intention was with your own car, but the way you pronounced it and sent the energy out and forward, you just said a car. Reality gave you a car. You're driving a car. But it's not your car. Well, you may say, I don't want to be homeless anymore. Well, I need to live in a home. I need to live in a home. How that may manifest, your intention may be you want your own home to live in. But since you pronounced, I want a home, or to live in a home, or to have a shelter to live in, a family member, somebody may call you a friend, family. Hey, I have a room. Would you like to rent it out? Or I have a room in my house, you know. You can live with me till you get yourself together. Now, all of a sudden, you find yourself within a home. You've manifested that. But it didn't come in the correct intent which you desired firsthand, which was your home. But you manifested a home. So once again, like I said, if you really analyze your life you see almost everything you ever wanted in life really happened, just in different degrees of happening. It may not have been exactly how you wanted, and it only came that way because you wasn't exact with the request. Which is why the need for great detail is relevant and mandatory. 
from the way you think it, from the way you want it, desire it, the way you pronounce it, the way you reinforce it. Saying something into the atmosphere and saying it over and over, pushing the sound forward, understand the principles of sound. These two dynamics are very important also as well when manifesting something regardless of what you're thinking. Because your words can structure the very way you perceive life. So, those two principles are called pronunciation and reinforcement. You're reinforcing what you're pronouncing. Your ears are hearing what your mouth is speaking. Your perception is transforming into that which you speak and the words which you use to speak what you request. Convincing yourself, using your magic to manifest that which you desire. Okay? Those are just two examples out of many, but I don't want to go too, you know, too much into that at the moment. Okay, let's go into the next line. Detail and specifics is most important when blueprinting exactly how you want something to occur, happen, and appear. Which is kind of what I mentioned prior to that in the first line, dealing with details. But in this line, I just said details and specifics. Specify. Specify is also speci is species. You're creating a live form. You're creating a species, another species, a body to go in. Which is why I said you're not this body. There's many bodies that you go through, both physically mentally with your intent detail and specifics is most important when blueprinting exactly how you want something to occur happen and appear you're creating a blueprint like construction workers or doing construction or carpentry you're creating lines geometry now, geometry, you make that 3D when you add the other lines. Then you start to see depth, height, length. And after that's done, you use numbers, configuration, degrees. After that's done, you fill in the color. This shows more and more depth to that which is perceived as 3D on a one-dimensional plane, which is what we call paper. But also the mind is that way as well, but you are, yourself are a third-dimensional being. So whatever you're perceiving and want to manifest is manifesting itself within third-dimensional principle, within a third-dimensional plane of existence as well. And that has to be acknowledged and realized. 
by the mind, by you, by your awareness, and knowing of yourself, knowing how you operate, what you are, and how you are in this place and this embodiment that you appeared as and appeared in. Okay? And that even goes, you know, details and specifics is most important too as well because, you know, sometimes a woman may want to have a child and she'll look at the man and know exactly how she wants her child to come out. She'll say, I like your hair, I want to come out with this. I like your fingers, I want to come out with that. I like your nose and your eyes and the way this is and that is. And all of a sudden, the child comes out looking just like how she wanted because she set the intent, her want, her need, her desire. Details, specifics. And this is known, I would say, I don't want to say stereotypically, but I'd say traditionally known by females that look at great detail. Males look at something in a kind of wholeness, and we have a different way of looking at something where as a female will grab your hand and she'll look at your fingernails and your cuticles, and you'll be like, what you looking at? Like, oh, I'm just looking at how your fingers are. And great detail and specifics is important when it comes to that point because they're geometrizing, they're blueprinting if they have a child with this person, how they want this child to look and be. Even my grandmother as well, same thing with her where she had, um, she was looking, she had told me a story about one of my uncles, she's looking at a movie, and this guy had blue eyes and, I don't know, whatever the case was or something, and she was watching the movie, and she liked this actor on screen, or had she favored this actor on screen, and her liking towards him and his acting and his presence, that my uncle came out resembling this actor that she told me that she liked when she was pregnant with my uncle. <laughs> See, so details and specifics is most important because when you're creating something, when you're manifesting something, you're, you're using your magic. You're actually, it's, it's sort of like an impregnation because you're impregnating your reality and giving birth to how you perceive something the way that you want it to be. You're giving birth to a vision of something that you have been envisioning. See, and with the baby, the woman can feel, and she's going through emotions as well, envisioning this. These are all principles that go according to the rhythm of manifestation. <laughs> okay? I'm going to go off, to, off the grid on that, but let's just encapsulate it in that at the moment. Move on to the next line. You can always open that cap again or crack that egg again and open that shell. But let's just encapsulate it within that right now, within the moment, and move on to the next line. Okay. The next line, the next subject is emotion, feeling, and envisioning is most important when bringing to you exactly what you really and truly want. This is what we just, just kind of touched upon. Emotion, feeling, 
and envisioning is most important when bringing to you or calling to you exactly what you really and truly want to possess. Emotion is another word for body. Feeling is another word for the nerves. And envisioning is another word for mind. So emotion, feeling, and envisioning is like saying body, nerves, mind. Once again, you create a whole body of an idea or a desire that you want to bring about and call back to you or crawl back to you because it's coming within a baby form. It's coming pure as it is the intent that you sent out. It crawls back to you. It calls back to you. You're calling it back to you. You know, and you get this from basically breaking down your interest, principles like interest, attention, you know, whatever you want to bring about and manifest, uh, your talent, your gift, your passion, desire, the want, the need, your reason, and your why. All these things you factor in. Neither one of these things are least important than the other. These things are all connected and interconnected. They all are. And they all work as their self and with others, with other principles as well. And you train your mind because it's like a train, a connected train. And you get back on track. You stay on track. You train your mind and stay on track. Train tracks. You're train tracking your mind. You're designing something within your desire, design, desire. These words don't sound similar for no reason. Your talent, your gift, your passion. You know, your reason. Why do I want I have a reason for this? And your why. Why do I want to do this? It's about being real with yourself, completely real with yourself. But you have to understand, you have to first find out what is your real self before you can be real to the real self that you are. Because a lot of people, some be real to myself, some be real to myself, but nobody really takes the time out to find out what that real self is that they are to be real too. <laughs> So, you know, it's a a process of kind of self-elimination and self-accumulation. Another way of understanding and looking at it. Okay. The next line is, soon as you request to manifest, reality immediately begins to manifest that which you granted. Whether you realize it or not is up to you. Why would I say that? You are space, which is what I touched upon in the other episode when I said that you are nothing but space. You breathe in space, and what you call death is your space going back into the space. So you are space, which is constantly filling itself in. You are a blank page constantly coloring yourself in. 
soon as you request to manifest something, anything, reality, which is what you are corresponded with, which is what you are connected to, reality, immediately begins to manifest that which you granted. So that which you wish to appear. And whether you realize it or not is up to you that it's actually happening. You are the space. When you send something out, you're sending out, you're, you're basically creating an empty orbit. And that empty orbit has to now be fulfilled just like you appeared here as life, but you actually filled up another space within this place that you may call a planet or, or however you may define this reality. Words like earth or words like world or something. I don't really know if any planet, earth, or world even exists. I just know I exist on a plane, and this is a dimension. And I exist within the paradigm. Okay, but I am within space. I breathe in space. I inhale space. I exhale space. This space is keeping me animating, keeping me animating live. So I am this empty vastness. When I put something out there, I have an intent. I create this empty, vast orbit of intent, and then that emptiness, that space immediately gets filled because it's a void that is seeking fulfillment or will be fulfilled. Every void becomes fulfilled. That's why somebody may not be pregnant, a female may not be pregnant, all of a sudden she has a baby. That baby wasn't there before. You have an empty living room. You're in an empty apartment. You just moved in. Now you put a couch here. There wasn't a couch there before, and you put a TV stand in the corner, in the left corner. There wasn't a TV stand in the left corner before. You have an empty kitchen. Now you've got dishes there. Empty stove. Now you've got food in there. So we see that this space thing constantly fulfills itself and fills itself up with itself until there are objects or things which we desire or want to have around us that we fill this void with. So that is what an intent is what you're doing with you manifest something. You're sending an intent. It's invisibility. This invisibility has to become visible. Just like you breathe in invisibility, which is what you call oxygen, but this invisibility keeps you visible. So all principles. It always boils down to the principle. Once again, this podcast is not about picking a side. It's about finding that middle pillar. Where's that middle reality? Where does that exist at? And this is what I build upon. I'm not saying be right. I'm not saying be wrong. I'm not saying be good. I'm not saying be bad. I'm just saying here. He's with his principles or the tools of everything and anything you possibly want to do with yourself or to yourself. Have fun. Do whatever the hell you want to yourself or for yourself. It's not for me to say anything. Okay. Um, the next line is the very reason you're currently creating something, if you're creating a painting or you're, you're making jewelry, whatever you're doing, the very reason you're currently creating something, the very reason you're creating it is because it's being requested by another or others wants 
needs, and desires. One more time, I'll say the very reason you're currently creating something is because that something is being requested by another or others' wants, needs, and desires. What does that mean? So in other words, you are the thing manifesting something for the purpose of another or another's granting when you thought it was just you creating that thing for yourself. You ever find that when you want to find something, all of a sudden you find it? And it wasn't at that moment you said, oh, I just found it. Before you even had a thought to even want to find something specific, it was already being created probably a year prior, maybe months prior. It was already being trademarked. See, it was really being validated, copyrighted, logo. It became something. Then when you want it, you find it. That thing that you found was actually created for you, even when that person that created that thing doesn't even know you or know you exist. So you can be creating something and thinking that it's just for you, but then all of a sudden, don't you sell your business? Don't you find clients and customers? How is that? All of a sudden, people need what you create. They want what you make. Some people say, damn, I was looking for this the whole time. I couldn't find this. Then it came right when I needed it. I needed to hear this, or I needed to see this, or I needed to use this. I was, I was wondering if a painting like this existed. So you create things as well, just as, just as well as things get created for you and you find things. It's also the opposite as well, because this is the paradigm reality. So you creating something, you may be personally creating it for yourself and your business and your company and your enterprise and your conglomerate, whatever you want to start, and that's okay. But understand that you're creating it as well because it's being granted, wanted, needed, and desired and requested by another or others as well. Everybody's void will get fulfilled by their self or from another or both. Void will be fulfilled, the filling in of the void itself. Space will be filled in. It will be occupied by something. Subjectivity will, be, will become occupied by objectivity. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. This is how this works here. This is a very mysterious place. It has very mysterious workings. So whatever you want you have in mind now, either it's being created now and all of a sudden when you have the finances for it and you have the money maybe in a month or two or three months or four months, you might be waiting on a settlement, a lawsuit, or getting a job in you know, a few months or a few weeks. Right when you get that paycheck, all of a sudden, like, I got to get it, I got to find it, I got to get it. 
All of a sudden, you go get it, and it's right there. The creation is right there. You can purchase it. Or you may find it for free somewhere. But just from you wanting it, you send that void out there, that want, that desire, that need. And that void will be fulfilled by manifestation itself. Either you're manifesting it for somebody or somebody's manifesting it for you. But this whole reality makes sure that every void is fulfilled. Every space is occupied. Manifestation. Okay? Um, the next line is, question every question within yourself. Question every question behind every question that you question within yourself. Get deeper and deeper within your own personal needs, wants, and whys until you can no longer question yourself anymore, until you get to the root core or least common denomination of your true, true self. Your perceived purpose. Once again, like I was saying before, in order to be real to yourself, you have to first locate and find or realize, acknowledge what is my real self so I can be real to my real self. Because you might just be being real to your personality. You might just be being real to your character. You might just be being real to your behavior. You might just be being real to your memory. You might just be being real to your cyclic nature, to your habitual nature. But you want to get to that which is beyond memory, which is more within the present moment. You have to shuffle out and sift out things that have you in a cycle. That circle has to become linear, not linear-minded. But you have to have a forward. You have to take everything which is holding back your forward and your toward towards something, towards or that which is holding back your advance of self, your enhance of self, your advancement of self and your enhancement of self, which is beyond personality, which is beyond egoism, the egotistical nature. But you have to first recognize what is my egotistical nature. How does this ego operate? How does it function? Can I recognize it? Can I acknowledge it? And then once that happens, do I have control and discipline? to stop everything that feeds this organism of ego in order for me to find my zero, in order, to, in order for me to get to the foundation of this illusion, in order for me to get to the real foundation of this illusional structure or these illusional structures which I have created throughout my experience based on interactions with people based on my interaction, my thoughts, who I think I am, this identity I created, this personality I created. You have to get beyond what was created and get to your point of that which is creating. Once you start communicating with your creating self, not your created self, 
but you are creating self because behind the creating is the creator. So first you have to get past the created self. Then you have to get to the creating mechanism. And once you interact with the creating mechanism, then you communicate with your creator. So that is the real self. That's where you have to get to before you become real to yourself. Find your real self in order to be real to it. And that's for the point where what you're truly manifesting from that point forward is actually your perceived or your purpose. We're not talking about destiny. and It's beyond that word. You know, just your purpose here beyond distractions, beyond egotistical influence, which is why I said your, t- your, your, your talents, your gifts, what is your gift? What is your talent? What do, you, what do you do good? What do you do great? What do you do like an expert or professional sometimes without, without even knowing why you do that or how you do that? You don't even know why. There's something that knows why is the sure thing, the ego. This is me. I'm telling you this is me. You want to get past that sureness and you want to get to the unknown aspect of yourself. Okay? That's where you want to be at within yourself or as yourself. Okay, Okay. Um, the next line is, so looking and viewing, eye movement and eye pattern, creating geometrical shape or shaping, combinations of looking up, down, left, right, etc. Create a geometric psychological mind pattern and emotion signature within a specific sighting environment and atmosphere, along with muscle moving and muscle placement. Change it all if it serves you of no benefit. Basically, you know, we look up and down, we look left and right, and if you look at your house or where you live at or your neighborhood or your area, you will find that you keep moving your eyes a certain way, up, down, left, right, you know, um, your bell may be to your left. Your doorknob may be, you know, uh, down, you know, to the south of you. Your doorbell may be to the west. The window to the door may be to the east. And you find yourself looking, your eye movements, your eye patterns moving in certain ways, up, down, left, right, diagonal, straight, according to what's in front of you, according to your scenery, according to your view of what you're walking through, walking amongst, walking past, etc. And this, you create this pattern. And this is basically just uh, uh, talking about basically what you're doing is you're geometrizing. You're creating a visual geometry, which is another way of, you know, a certain type of blueprint. You're blueprinting things by your viewing of things, looking at things a certain way, from left to right, then right to left, then left to up, then up to down, and down to right. These things are creating a, a visual shape, a geometry, a view, a geometry kind of like view. 
So it's in a way creates a blueprint of mind. Which is why you may want to walk into your building differently if you want to start changing your mind, your blueprint, or the geometry of your mind pattern. And doing this, looking this way, looking that way, all the time creates these certain kind of muscles which support your eye movement. So this memory gets stored within the muscle, it gets stored within your your way of looking, how you're looking, what you're looking at, when you're looking at it, what you're walking past. You create this cyclic nature, this habitual nature, this habit. And I'm saying if this doesn't serve you and you find yourself within a cyclic nature of what you're looking at, what you're viewing, what you're geometrizing, what geometry you're creating, what blueprint you're making, and you find nothing but insanity may manifest within you, you have to change that blueprint. You have to change that geometry of view. That's how you're looking, how you're sitting, how you're standing, what you're looking at when you're standing, what you're looking at when you're sitting. How are you looking at it when you're sitting? How are you looking at it when you're standing? You always make a left down the hall, make a right this time, or turn back around. I mean, walk backwards down the hall. Whatever you have to do to use your magic to convince yourself, this is your magic. If that manifestation is not serving you any purpose and you have of no benefit to it, and it has serves of no benefit to you, you rid of it. You get rid of it. You rid it of your of your reality. So that deals with basically eye movement. And you find yourself making the same eye patterns in your bathroom, in your shower, in your room, in your house, in your kitchen, down the hall, by the elevator, to your building, front of your building, on the side of your building. Do different things to change the structure of your mind if it stagnates any type of thing that you desire to manifest or you may feel some type of stagnation within you or block within you. This is also attributed to that uh, nature as well, to that function as well. Okay. Um, the next line is, Stones, statues, crystals, gems, and rubies that are given to you or that you buy hold a significance of principle that can be utilized to manifest things in your life. See, these things, they were bought or given with an intent, and you received it with a feeling. So if somebody gives you a stone or a statue and they love you, genuinely care about you, that's not a stone or a statue. That's the principle of love and care or nurture because that was the feeling they emanated and the intent was to give. So reception is another principle that you can utilize these stone statues, crystals, and gems and rubies with. Because remember, it's not about the object. It's about the subject. It's not about what's there in front of you. It's about what's in front of you, what it represents in the invisible aspect. You can love one crystal and then love a, and then love a ruby. So which means that this love 
or you care about one crystal, you might care about another gem that you have on your altar. So you can actually share this principle of care between two different objects, but it's the same principle. So you know it's not about the object. It's about what intent you had, how it called you when you bought it, or when it was, you know, how you, when you bought it, what energy were you in, what were you feeling, how were you thinking, how did it communicate to you. These are not stone statues, crystals, gems, and rubies or on your altar or on your desk or around you that you have now within your possession. These are also principles of desire and possession. Care. Attention. Intention. The color of it made you feel away happy. Principles of happy or joy. Some gems, stones, and statues and crystals make you feel balanced. These are principles of balance. So you can use these things to manifest what you want to manifest by utilizing these things as principles within the realm of principality. Don't get caught up in the look of something. Connect yourself or correspond yourself to the principles that these things that have a look manifest that isn't visible. If you want to manifest something that you care about, use one of these stones or something like that that was given to you in care that you bought with care as a tool to manifest that which you care about. Because remember, principles are tools that you utilize to manifest whatever you choose and desire to manifest. Okay, so these are not things. These are principles, things that represent something which you can utilize and incorporate in your reality and associate within your experience. Okay? Okay, the next line is know yourself to know what you want. Because you can only manifest what you truly want and feel you truly need. Which is once again getting to that core self of yourself, that centering self, that centered self. Only your true entity, your true entity, your real entity, gets itself what it desires. Get to know that aspect of yourself. Get to that centering of self. That is what it. Tr that is where the real magic and quick magic manifests itself once you get to that real core self. And it's mixed with a little want, need, and desire. Then you can surface it up to your human want, need, desire. You can tie that in, and all of a sudden what you want manifest will manifest itself without you putting too much extra work in because you have connected to that true core self of yourself, the real aspect of yourself, to that which manifested you or manifested this body. 
and you are a manifestation being held in place, which is what we call life. Get to that thing which manifesting that are manifested and held in place. So whatever you hold in place with mind will manifest itself. You know, basically know, know your true calling. What's privately, sacredly communicating to you and through you. And from that point, you unfold yourself. You know, it's, it's getting to your blank page, getting to your zero, coming in contact with your void, the letting go of the holding back, that place, that space within your place that doesn't contain any outer distraction or outer interference. Because it created distractions, this focal point, this focus point that keeps things manifesting, it creates distractions and interferences because every even energy has to have an odd thing keeping it company. And this reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode. The Twilight Zone episode where there's this man and he gets, he gets killed. He's a, you know, a thief or a robber or something. and He gets killed. I'm sure people probably know where I'm coming from. A uh, few that seen the Twilight Zone episodes or, you know, can relate what I'm saying. Um, he gets killed and he goes to a place. And, you know, he's, he's getting all the women he wants. You know, he's uh, making all the money he wants. Um, he's getting everything he desires, whatever he wants to live at, whatever he wants to wear. You know, and then... He's, he's, he's like, you know, there's, there's something strange going on. And then he goes to a pool table because he wanted a pool table, so he just wanted it, and it appeared. And so he said, there's something going on. He said, I don't know what's going on. He said, let me just play some pool anyway. And he plays pool, and he hits the pool ball one time, and all the balls go in. So he just threw the pool stick down, and he's like, no, no, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm winning everything. I'm getting everything I want. I'm winning everything, you know. I'm doing everything I want. I'm getting everything I could possibly wish for. You know, this is boring. There's something I've learned before and, um, in metaphysics, in class of metaphysics I was in, you know, where the, the person who was teaching, the elder who was teaching, was saying that perfection is death. You don't want everything perfect. You know, which is why I said you, the focusing of this reality brings about distractions and interferences because that's what makes this live. That's what keeps you excited for the surprise, the element of surprise, the thrill, the suspense. Nobody wants to know how they're going to die and when they're going to die transition. <laughs> it's the thrill. It's the what about or the what if. That's what keeps you here. What else can I do? I want to do this tomorrow. I want to make this happen next week or next month. I'm going to manifest that next year. So 
But the whole point I was saying is get to that point that's focusing. I don't want to get too off the subject, but just get to that point which is focused. Because that point which is focused has manifested you. Get to that root core of yourself, which is keeping a manifestation in place. That way, whatever you manifest will inevitably appear and remain in place. Just know who you are. Know your true calling. Know what you are. You're not this personality. You're not this behavior. You're not this character that you think you are. This is not you. Even though you can manifest certain things from that aspect as well, but what I'm talking about is not talking from that point. It's talking from behind the personality. If you think you're this personality, I mean, if you're put in isolation, desolation, deprivation, starvation, and dehydration, you will be in pure desperation. Just these five principles, isolation, desolation, deprivation, starvation, dehydration. You become desperation, the total changing of who you were, who you thought you were. And if you're trying to survive, anything that walks, crawls, slithers, hops, swims, and flies is getting eaten. Okay? You become the total and complete epitome product and example of everything you despise and forbid about life. You become that instantly. Don't even think that you're this thing, this personality, this character that you have created. Get past that aspect. You created along with the environment and your experience to get past that aspect. It's about unlayering that and getting to that manifested core. Okay? When we get toward the subject. Next line, uh, the unknown, the mysterious, curiosity, and wonder is nothing but pure space and potential. It's mandatory for you to fill that void with your own personal creativity to create and manifest what you want and want to be. Once again, create the blank. Fill the blank. What is unknown, what is mysterious, what you're curious about, what you wonder about, what you're doing is creating nothing but pure space, and space is nothing but pure potential. And you're going to fill that void with your own personal creativity, your own creative nature, your creative mind. And you're going to create and manifest whatever you want and want to be. This is why you don't know everything. You'll never know everything. This is why this is so mysterious. This is why this whole reality itself is mysterious. This is why you become curious. This is why you wonder and ponder on things. You're creating space. You're creating orbits of potential. And these things are created for the purpose of you to fill it. Manifest something using your own personal creative nature. This is why you wonder. This is why you become curious. This is why things are a mystery. This is why you don't know everything. Things are unknown. Strange. 
abstract. These are all spaces being created for you. These are all potential spots waiting to be impregnated with your intentional possibility. There's nothing but potential so that you can create a possibility within that potential orbit. And that possibility is the come about or the bring about or the manifestation of that which you choose, desire, want, need, and request to manifest. You are the magician. What are you doing with your magic? Acknowledge it. Give it attention. Just acknowledging it gives it life, makes it live. Okay? The next line is the principle of slavery. I have touched upon this before, not too sure on what episode, but, you know, slavery itself, when it's, when it's, when it's put in a human form or a human kind of image, it kind of uglifies and makes something which is principality look ugly, hurting, harmful, painful. And it's, it's understandable because nobody wants to be hurt, harmed, and pain, and put enslaved, and, you know, enslaved, and, you know, and we feel something f- from that because we're corresponded. We are connected through correspondence from one body to another body, from one, from one embodiment to another embodiment. We know what pain feels like physically, mentally, and emotionally. We know what that feels like so we can easily relate when we see another going through it in a physical form showing human suffering. But when you look at this as a principle, the principle of slavery, what does it do? It serves. So understand the principle of slavery also has to do with manifestation. Every single energy and force and mind activity is a slave or an enslaving for you. Your mind serves you. Like computer servers, your mind computes. It's a database, stores information. It becomes the information it stores because you're using these principles, these energy, and these forces in your mind activity that are slaves for you or enslaving its nature for you. It is an enslaving nature. It's looking for you to enslave it, to put it to a command with a strong, intentional demand. It's looking for a command with a strong demand. That strong demand is determined upon your want, need, desire. Your want, your need, and your desire. To want that, to need that, to desire that, to possess that. So these energy and forces, they're all waiting for you to give it directions, to give it an instruction, to instruct it, to direct it, instruct it, and construct it. So these, slavery is a principle. 
But when the example is a human being or somebody of, that has a body or a physical form and we see it go through certain things, we lose track or focus of the true principle of what this principle is displaying. Because like I told you before, principle can only show itself or display itself to you through personal. So principality, you can only notice principality through the projection of a personality. That which is invisible can only tell you, hey, I exist through that which is visible. It's an energy, a force. It's not why is he doing that for him or why is she doing that for him or why is she doing that for her or why is he doing that for her. It's what is going on here. What are they doing without becoming personal? Extract the principle. Not the personal example. The principle extraction. Like I told you before, emotion and judgment block the intelligence. Don't have an emotion for it. You're already connected to it. There's no need to focus on emotion. You're going to have a certain type of emotional connection to it, a feeling about what you're looking at. But don't connect it more. Don't intensify it. Don't enhance it. Be there with it. And don't put no judgment upon it. Look past it. Even the martial arts, they tell you, don't punch the bag. Punch through the bag. Don't punch the wood. Punch through the wood. This is what I was told as well. This is... Because the master will ask you, what do you see? And if you say wood... You just say air because your hand is going through the wood or not the front of the wood. You say, what is this hole? What am I holding up? You say, I see the back of the wood, not the front of it. Where is your intent at? Is it being blocked by what's in front of you? Because if that's the case, manifestation will be very difficult for you. So it's seeing through your personality, seeing through these blockages, seeing through this distraction, seeing through this interference to get to that clarity. You begin that clarity and you end that clarity. Nothing is in your way on the way to manifesting what you want. Okay. Um, next line is uh, knowing and believing. Both things can manifest, but detail is still important. Both things produce feeling. Both need action. When you look at knowing, knowing something, knowing there's really no action required unless you desire to have an action required unless you want to do something. So knowing something, there's no action required. Believing something is an action within itself. Knowing is being. Believing is being doing a bring about.
none of these things are wrong or right. We use both of these functions. I don't want to go down the whole list of underknowing, underbelieving, but just understand that both of these functions can also be utilized and used for manifestation. See, but knowing something is actually something that you have as a fact and evidence and proof right in front of you, which you can look at and play with and interact with in great detail. I can look down, I can say, I know I have fingers, and I know these fingers have fingernails. That's knowing. If I never use my hands and I never look down, and I say, I believe I have hands, I believe I have fingers, and I believe I have fingernails on these fingers, that's not knowing. But knowing can produce and manifest things just as much as believing can produce and manifest things. This has nothing to do with somebody who's religious or somebody who's spiritual. Both entities manifest. It's where are you manifesting from? Are you manifesting from a point which is in great detail, which you can touch and interact with right now and look at and see and smell and touch? Or are you interacting and manifesting from a point which is something that's being given to you and telling you that this is what it is and you can't reach out and touch through a picture or a TV screen? You can't interact with that thing. Knowing is interacting with it right now immediately. Believing is becoming convinced by something outside that produces an inside effect because eventually that person will start to believe on their own and they'll produce, they won't have to look at anything anymore and they can walk along their life according to their belief system. But knowing is being self-convinced, having your own proof, your own evidence right now. So there's a difference. Because just like I said before, you can know when you're looking at a movie that it's a movie. And these are actors. And that's animation. But you want to believe it for a minute so you, you can enjoy and become entertained by what you're looking at and giving your attention to. And from that, you manifest a feeling. And that's what we're going to get into next because understanding manifestation or manifesting, anything becoming real, has to become real to you through the manifesting in some way. And understanding real is understanding the principle of feel and feeling, which is why I say both these things, knowing and believing, produce a feeling, a reeling, or a real or a reeling in, pulling something towards you, you know, creating something and then manifesting something and then possessing that manifestation, touching it, interacting with it sooner or later. So even your belief turns into a knowing sooner or later. Because you feel it. Now you can personally interact with it, immediately interact with it, and it becomes an obvious thing. Okay? I'm not against belief or knowing none of these things. But you can utilize both principles. Why not? You use both of these functions of mind anyway. Why are you against one and bigging up the other? doesn't make any damn sense. Okay? 
The next thing is fear can manifest or bring about. Principle of what we call love or identifies love can manifest or bring about. The principle of hate can manifest or bring about or make happen. Why can the principle of fear manifest? How can the principle of love manifest? How can the principle of hate manifest and bring about things and make things happen? Because it creates and produces a feeling. This is a very, very important principle of manifestation and manifesting things. Feeling and emotion manifest things. And if you even look at the, the body or the embodiment that you appear as, each organ within the embodiment holds a specific emotion and feeling, <laughs> which is once again why manifesting and creating a feeling or a reeling or a real to something, you create a body. What is the body? The body is the magic manifesting machine, the three M's, the triple M's. What you call a body or an embodiment, which is what I call a vehicle or a container or a factory, what you know as body, is a magic manifesting machinery. And it's no coincidence that these organs operate within darkness. Out of the darkness comes light. Things happen. You can eat a french fry and it comes out of something different. You can drink juice and it comes out as a different color out of your urine. Something is happening within this magic machine. It's manifesting things. It's making things and turning things. It's converting things, transforming things, manifesting things. See, so feeling and emotion manifest. Feeling and emotion is within each organ that you hold in this embodiment. Each organism in this body holds a specific emotional and or feeling, emotion and or feeling. It's a certain type of emanating or radiating from the inward to the outward. And since you are manifested, since you are third dimension, that which operates and functions within third dimension creates things in third dimension. That which comes from that is that and creates as that, does as that. It creates the product of which it is. See? So everything is connected to these things. So you can get mad and have an emotion all of a sudden you don't want to eat. You lost your appetite. When you rub your stomach or what you think is your stomach, which is above your belly button, under your belly button, or you rub it in a circle and you say, my stomach hurts. That's not where your stomach is at. That's your intestines. 
Your stomach is on the left side of your body, next to your left kidney, behind your rib, inside of your rib. But you can see that when you feel something, it's coming from a certain lo location where, which your hand identifies the location on and within your embodiment. There's a connection. You can't eat. You don't want to manifest nothing. No, I'm good. I'm, I ain't got no appetite. All these things are connected. If you're just subtle, if you would just remain subtle, you know, and just recognize the most subtle happenings within the moment-to-moment -moment experience, the subtle happenings. If you're very sensitive to things, it's like being the core. You can see that which surrounds the core. You witness it, and then you take it from that point on, okay? Um, the next line is consistency, what we know as consistency, or repetitious, repetitious behavior, manifest things as well. Keeping something constant, being consistent with it, which is what they call determination. Be determined. And, you know, you're, what you're doing is you're keeping something as a constant throughout your moment-to-moment -moment experience within your immediate orbit of time and space. You're holding something in place between time and space. As you're holding this thing in place, it's going through time within space connected to your experience. Since you are just as real as the experience, that which you hold in place is inevitable to become real within your experience because you're giving it experience. You're giving it time. You're reserving it within a certain space, just like you. You and it are one and the same. A constant is keeping it, not just going at it, going at it, going at it. It could also mean just holding something in place, keeping something in mind. Which is why, you know, you may miss somebody and you keep them in mind. And you're going through this emotion, this feeling, moment after moment, minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. You're keeping something in place, and it produces a feeling, and that feeling is real to you. Understanding what real is. You manifested this thing. This entity which now feeds off of you, or what you call your somatic body, your soma body, your feeling body, it's feeding off of you. It's feasting off of you. Basically, you're feasting off yourself because you created this entity to eat off of you and eat you up, swallow you whole. You created a mouth to consume yourself. And that mouth wasn't even there to begin with. Okay? Um, next line is, manifestation can only occur or happen within two ways. Or happens within two ways. One, Something you yourself can make occur, happen, and appear within yourself with no outside influence. Something you yourself can make occur, happen, and appear within yourself with no outside influence. It's one way. The second way is something which appears and creates itself within you 
from outside influence and interference. You become self-interfering. You start enemizing yourself, becoming an enemy to yourself. You start invading yourself or letting that basically invading yourself because nothing can invade you from the outside. Nothing from outside can invade your inside unless, unless you give it permission and access to do so from your attention to it and your belief within it. So one way of manifesting something, something you yourself can make occur and happen within yourself, make it appear within yourself with no outside influence, and that which is inside of you emanates outward. You automatically start to see yourself within this environment that you started to manifest from a mental, from, from mentalism, holding something in place and wanting it to happen. And the second way is something which appears and creates itself within you from outside influence and outside interference. You invade yourself because you're giving something attention and believing in it. That's giving it permission and access into you. See, and this goes from a private thing from you doing it to yourself and wanting to manifest and want to desire what you want so you need to accomplish or may want to do in life sometimes from something from a private point of view to a public point of view. Things that you are looking at, TV, magazines, papers, you're giving attention to it, you're believing it. Those principles give access to the principles of giving something permission and access to exist in your reality. So then that which was looks third-dimensional on a one-dimensional flat plane, flat plane starts to cross over into your liveness through your attention and makes itself a third-dimensional reality because you are the third-dimensional beings. So you gave it that third-dimensional permission. You gave it that doorway, that access. This is the funny thing about giving attention because even the principle of attention, which I was touching upon in the episode, is also the principle of manifestation. They connect to one. You manifest that which you give attention to and put your belief within. Permission and access. Don't you know? These are things that we give our attention to. We manifest first within us, and that which manifests within us starts to manifest around us, and then we find ourselves within it. So that which finds itself within you, you now find yourself within it because you are an emanating being. You are a radiating being. You radiate. Radiation is not a bad thing when it's from out. When from outside you become an enemy to yourself and you invade yourself and it's not of your natural system then yeah you become an enemy to yourself you have now opened your doors your doorway to something which is foreign to you and within you a foreign invader 
But that is not a foreign invader. You are the foreign invader. You become foreign to your own relativeness, to your own relativity. You become an invader on your own territory, within your own territory, within your own borders. You lost focus somewhere. But there's no doubt that you've created, you've manifested that. You manifest something and you find yourself within the manifestation of it. Okay? The next thing is vibration, the principle of vibration is creation. Body beats, mind vibrates. Or body vibrates, mind vibrates. Vibration creates beat, beat creates vibration. Now, the example of basically hitting a bell, if you have a little bell, a little bronze bell, a little copper bell, and you hit it, you hit the bell, it creates a vibration within the bell. But soon the vibration stops or ceases within a short time and specified time. It'll stop, the vibration will stop sooner or later. But if you keep hitting the bell before the vibration completely stops or comes to a stop, then you keep the vibration present. So if something is trying to influence you from the outside and you constantly give your attention to it, you, it's, it's equivalent to hitting the bell and not letting the first hit settle and stop. You keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, keeping that vibration in place. But if you just turn your attention and redirect your attention, stop letting something distract you from your focus of self, that vibration will cease itself and nothing will manifest within you or upon you or amongst you. But by you keeping this vibration present, by you constantly giving your attention to something, you're keeping this manifestation in place. You are holding it hostage. That's what that's equivalent to. It's equivalent to holding something hostage. And then you have to become your own negotiator to let the hostage go. It's like I said, when you become possessed by certain nations, certain things that you do, you have to become your own exorcism. You have, to, you, you have to exercise your mind to get yourself out of your own possession. So if you're holding a manifestation hostage, you now have to become the negotiator to let the hostage go. You are the totality of everything that you need. Everything that you need to manifest whatever you desire. You're understanding this vibration aspect or the principle of vibration. It's also understanding the mind and the brain and how the brain sends signals down through the spinal cord. And you understand certain systems because the brain is connected to the nervous system. Your nerves, isn't that why you twitch? Isn't that why you shake? Isn't that why you can't stand still? 
You're manifesting this. This is a vibration occurring. Your heart is beating, sustaining the vibration with the thought being held in mind. You're holding something in mind through your thought process or your thought pattern, your habitual nature, your cyclic thinking. It houses this thought pattern within the brain. The brain pulls it, travels it down through the spinal cord and the spinal column. The spinal column now goes to a nervous system. A nervous system that first hits is called the peripheral nervous system. It's the nervous system outside the brain and spinal cord, something which is outside, the outside. That's what peripheral means. It's like you have a pupil, a focus point, and you have a peripheral vision. I can look at something straight, but I can also know what's going on to my left and my right without looking to my left and my right. This is called the peripheral nervous system. So these are nervous, this is the nervous system or nerves on the outside of the brain and spinal column. It's like a radiation or a radiating outward. Nerves in what you call ganglia. Like nerve veins and veins and branches that keep stemming out. That peripheral nervous system now travels down to what you call the somatic nervous system, which is what I was talking about before, the soma body which is governed within your skeletal muscles. It's the control of your body movements, your senses, what you call sensory nerves or motor nerves. And from the somatic nervous system, which governs your emotion as well, you have the third nervous system that it affects, which is called the central nervous system. And that deals with the tissues of the nerves, the activity of the body, governing the brain and the spinal cord. So you see, when you have something in mind and you hold it in mind with a thought pattern being constant, consistency manifesting this, which is why manifestation comes into play or appears, you're holding this consistency, this repetitious thought, this repeating of this thought, this cyclic thought, this mind transports that in the brain. The brain goes down the spinal cord. The spinal cord hits the peripheral nervous systems, three nervous systems. It hits the peripheral nervous system, which is the outside or outer, the outer perimeter, perimeters of the internal body. Then the peripheral nervous system goes to the somatic nervous system, which is the skeletal muscles, more inner or the middle of the inner body. And then that third system that it hits from the somatic goes to the central nervous system. So the brain, the spinal cord, peripheral nervous system, somatic nervous system, central nervous system. All you hear is nerves, 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 and nerves. Isn't this what shakes you up? Isn't this what causes the vibration? We just said vibration is manifestation. So, yes, you are manifesting things with things that you are holding in place in your mind. That's connected to your thinking pattern. Your routine of thought, of constant thought. This is why I say what is real is what you can feel. This machine, all these nervous systems are the creating. These are man, this is a manufacturing machine. It manufactures what you're holding in place. 
And it doesn't mean that whatever you was holding in place was even real to begin with. But it's only real because now you turned into something which you can feel. That's the whole catch. And even to govern more within the vibration aspect of what I'm talking about, you have two things that govern these three nervous systems. You have something called circadian rhythm. Rhythm. And this is a natural process that it regulates your sleep and wake cycle. Sleeping and waking. Isn't that what people, conscious people, and people that are awake, you're, you're, you know, I'm awoke now. Like, nah, so you're still sleeping. You, don't really, you, don't really, you ain't really seeing life how it is. You ain't, you ain't seeing reality how it is. And this is governed within a process in the body called the circadian rhythm that regulates your sleeping and waking cycle every 24 hours, which means that it's affected by the moon and the sun, the appearance of moon and sun. So basically what it's saying is that part, the circadian rhythm, governs your ignorance and wisdom between the experience of the moon and sun occurrence. It's a rhythm. And the other system or governing of a vibration or something that deals with vibration or something in movement or rhythm is called homeostasis. Homeostasis and circadian rhythm. Homeostasis is basically uh, kind of like stability of keeping things equal. Stable equilibrium in a certain way. See, so these things, you have the circadian rhythm and the homeostasis. One thing controls the rhythm of your sleep and wake cycle. The other one controls the stability of keeping things as equal as possible through the principle of the chaotic biology. So this ties in basically to the whole point where I was talking about based upon beat and vibration. What are you vibing to? I'm saying these things constantly manifest things within your body, and you are the one which is holding these manifestations in place within your space. See? These, these principles, this is basically the next line, but I'm going to go into it right here. These principles, these five principles called deep pulse vibration wave, and rhythm. These things are manifestors. Five principles of vibration, or five principles of manifestation, which is what I call it. Beat, pulse, vibration, wave, rhythm. You ever hear like on a commercial or TV when they say the beat of New York radio station, the beat of New York, keyword is beat. Or the weatherman may say, it's pulsating hot out here. The key word is pulse, pulsating. On the news of somebody transitioning or something happens, check his or her pulse. Key word is pulse. Somebody that checks weather patterns and, you know, uh, 
different changes in the atmosphere, they may say the vibration of this magnitude is, keyword vibration, wave to the camera, keyword wave. All this is in training you. These are key words, which is the same, which is related to the very function of how you operate and how you manifest things within your system. And there's always a certain sound, jingle, rhyme, and rhythm to a scenery, commercial, sitcom, and movie, which deals with the rhythm, which deals with the beat, which deals with sound. See? And giving it your attention, you're corresponding that to your reality. Everything is looking to correspond with you and create itself within you in order to produce a feeling, a body and a life, to Frankenstein itself, to give it a real, to feed off of that real that it gave itself and make itself real to itself, thus making it real to you. These things are Frankensteining itself. And that's just looking at things, giving things your attention, your sight, letting it interrupt your sound, your ears. And this is just one part of the, of the process of manifestation, of how things manifest within you and how you're making things manifest within you, whether you know it or not. And if you're eating Frankenstein foods, these foods that were Frankenstein together, by different parts of animals, different parts of things, not just animals, but just different parts of whatever, chemicals, poisons, toxins, whatever it may be. Not saying not to eat it, not saying to eat it. Do what you want. I have my own pleasure as well. But I'm saying something to keep in mind, to understand. If you're consuming nothing but Frankenstein foods, you become the product of what you eat. You're creating your own Frankenstein. You're becoming a Frankenstein. What you're watching and what you're consuming and listening, what you're looking at and watching and listening to, you're also digesting. You don't just, you don't just digest food. You digest what you're looking and listening to. That digestion manifests into something. It converts and transforms. It's all about what is real. The feel makes it real. Feeling is a manifestation. Vibrating is manifesting. Feeling is manifesting. The word real, R-E-A-L, is the same word as the word real, R-E-E-L, like a movie reel or the moving reel. The reel which is moving you the moving of the real or cycling of the film or the cycling of stillness projecting the illusion of animation. Once again, you're holding something in thought. You're keeping it in place. And you're wondering why you're manifesting this illness or this imbalance within yourself because you're holding this thing in place and you keep giving your attention to it, which is, you're projecting the illusion of the animation of it. You're giving it a life that it doesn't even have. Which is what was called the cycling of the film, the movie reel. 
like film on a movie reel, on a canister of a movie reel that they put in the theaters back in the days before they had these machines that just play movies now in the booth, but they had movie reels that they used to put in. And it was like a, a circle wheel. And they put it in there, but these are just still pictures that are cycling, going in a circle, spinning real quick. And these still pictures that are going one after another, one after another, and a certain speed give the illusion of movement or animation. So that which you're holding in place, you just keep looking at it. You keep it in thought. You keep it in mind. You're manifesting a moving reality or a reality in animation when it's not even an animation or movement to begin with. And you wonder why you become kind of foreign to movement or still or stuck or stagnant. Because you are being the thought itself that you're holding in place. That is what you're manifesting. You know, create yourself within the creation of your own movie and live in it. Or live as a creation of someone else or something else movie. Presently create. Presently create what you want to create and manifest or be a part of something else which was previously created and become subject to those unknown effects that play out from the cause of your thinking pattern. Everything is looking to manifest through you. Everything is looking to convince you, I am real, I am real, manifest me, manifest me. I am real, manifest me. I need to manifest within you so you can find yourself within the manifestation of me. If I don't manifest myself within you, then you won't find yourself within the manifestation, manifestation of me, which actually makes me obsolete. You cancel me out. You eliminate me out of reality. So I have to convince you that I am real. Look at me on this one-dimensional screen. Look at me on this one-dimensional page. Believe I am real. Don't worry about reaching through the page and touching me or reaching through the screen and touching me. No, that's not important. Just read me and believe me. I'm going to give you a history. I'm going to give you information. I'm going to keep playing in front of you. I'm going to keep going. Like I told you before, something constantly bombarding your vision and your ears, your view and your ears, your sound and your sight. And it's enforcing itself upon you. It's bombarding you. It's not real. It's looking to produce a feeling. And if you give it that feeling, you give it that reeling. It reels you in. Now it becomes real to you. When it wasn't even there, even real to begin with. You are the third dimensional being. Things that aren't third dimensional are looking for the third dimensional attention to make itself third dimensional. See what I'm saying? Sight, what you see on what, 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 what we may witness on TV dealing with any kind of media, any type of sight and sound, that which invades our sight and sound or that which we let invade our sight and sound because I'm not blaming anything. Whatever can try to get away with something, we'll try to get away with it. There's no blaming or getting mad or anything. Where's your awareness at? This is what tricks the mind. Sight, sound, 
acting, paperwork, information, imagery, belief, convince, repeat, consistency, routine, cycling, etc. If you keep your attention here, that will inevitably manifest within you. Inevitably. Because you don't know the power. You don't know what you possess. You don't know the capabilities that you possess. You don't understand what you are. Anything repetitiously taking up, filling up, and filling in your every moment of your time and your personal space within your mind and moment-to-moment experience will inevitably manifest itself within your human system first and then immediately within your reality or immediate surroundings. I told you, it has to manifest within you before it manifests around you. And this is from you letting something invade you. Like that saying they say about the vampire. The vampire can't get inside the house unless you invite it. It can't come in without an invitation. So you have to find out what, what is the invitation I'm sending out and what is this, you know, VIP I'm giving it. I have to recognize these VIP, this VIP principle and this invitation principle in order to understand what I'm doing in order to cease it if I don't want this to occur. And these spots that you're reserving and these mind patterns that you're preserving, this is why to know thyself, you have to know what the hell you are, not who you are. That's a created illusional aspect. It's just as real as Bugs Bunny. Your personality is just as real as Bugs Bunny. You mean anything. What you are, that's beyond identity, beyond personality, beyond your behavior, beyond your character, that is the point where you have to get to. See, this thing inevitably, inevitably manifests with itself within your human system first and then within your surroundings. First in your system. You have the word system, S-Y-S-T-E-M. S-Y is the same thing as P-S-Y. P-S-Y is the same thing as P-S-Y-C-H-I, which is your psyche. So system is the psyche stem or the stem of the psyche. Stem, which implies stemming from, stemming to, and stemming through your system as a stimulant or stimulating effect. It's working its way. It's working its magic through your nervous system, through your psyche. System is system. Your psyche stemming into your nervous system. Like we just said before, the brain, the spinal cord, the nervous system. It's stemming its way, it's working through you. It's working its magic through you, through your nervous system. It works its way to you and then through you. If you look at the word nerve, N-E-R-V-E, you have N-I-R-V, which is N-I-R-V. And N-I-R-V is nirvana. This is your nerve. This is what you have control of. And nirvana is no suffering. No suffering or desire or sense of self. You can actually become zero. You can actually empty yourself out. You can, be, you can get to that nothing aspect that you are. This is your capability. 
So it goes from your system into your surroundings. That's the second part. Your surrounding is the things and conditions around a personal thing. A shore surrounding is basically the same thing as a shore round thing. Your orbit. A shore cycle or sickle or a shore psyching. You become convinced. Now, this, you find yourself within the orbit of this thing. It found itself within your personal space. See, so those that may think that they're sick are just psyched. Sick and psych are the same words. You're not sick. You psyched yourself out. You have fooled yourself. You have filled yourself. And filled is the same word as feel. Fool, fill, feel. You have filled yourself with feeling and fooled yourself. Now you become sick or psyched. It stems from the mind downward, emanates and radiates outward, creates and manifests your reality. But it doesn't mean the reality was even real to begin with. See? That's the whole point. Watch, be aware of what you manifest and what is trying to manifest to you and through you. is the realm of manifestation, you know. This is what it's about. And I always make like a, you know, a funny example of the Oreo cookie. You know, you have the dark cookie on top, the dark cookie on the bottom, and the white cream in the middle. The white is symbolic of the light. The darkness, dark cookie on top is symbolic of what you may know as the universe, the cosmos, or the galaxy. The dark cookie on the bottom is symbolic of the dark bottom of the sea, the black sea the abyss of the sea, and the light in the middle is the illusion. This is where you get to manifest whatever you desire. This is your magic, your magic time. Create your magic. Manifest what you desire. Another word for earth is Gaia. And the one that word that rhymes with Gaia it's Maya. You know what Maya is? Maya means illusion. So Gaia Maya, earth illusion. Manifest what you choose to manifest. Utilize your magic wisely. Yeah, you know, I could talk for days. What's going on? 
almost at the two hour mark. Um yeah, if anybody thank you for those tuning in. Um if anyone wants to chime in, feel free. Um, just hit star six and we'll unmute your line. But um yes again another full episode. It was very um another mouthful mindful, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a word for that episode. Um and that may be best. You know, I think that I think the end like the last sentence that you that you said, you know, was very um conclusive of everything. <laughs> but um you know, I had I had a couple of things that I was thinking of when you um mentioned this. I don't wanna to go too deep into anything, but um you know, it's funny that you mentioned the computer because um, one of the first things I thought of was the computer because you said um, you were talking about computer servers. And what I thought of was uh, because you were talking about details and being descriptive and specific when you are thinking of what you're looking to manifest. And um, I thought of, like, when you type things into Google and are trying to get a certain result, you have to be descriptive, you know, um, enough to get what you're looking for. Or just like anything else, when you make a request, you're not um, you're not vague, hopefully, if you really want what you're intending to have. So I think it just kind of goes along with that. It's funny too because server server support, you know, servers are support for a website or a system. Like I'm learning now, certain things, you know, more and more. Mm. You know, they also a supporting mechanism. Things that serve you support your structure from whatever foundation you choose to manifest from. Computer terminology, mental terminology, spiritual terminology, human terminology. Biological terminology, whatever, energy forces, etc. Yeah. Absolutely, is what I'm saying. I agree. Of course. Right. And it's funny um, how you mentioned that. You know, the example with your um, did you say your grandmother or um, who was looking at the um the person, you know, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Well, it's funny because I had a similar um, scenario in a different sense. Like, I was doing a self-portrait one time, and I was listening to a song. I, I was listening to an album, actually, so... um this man by the name of Eric Roberson, I don't know if any of the listeners are familiar, but he's like a like an R and B singer, um, neo soul like type of music or whatever that he makes. Really cool, uh, really good artist. Um but anyway, he 
I don't know. I I was just listening to him, and it's funny because I know what he looks like, but I was drawing myself and playing that, um, like, all his stuff. And then when I looked at um, the end result <laughs> and I showed my mom, it was funny because I had, I had cut my hair at the time, like, I don't know, maybe something like 12 years ago or something. But or not not 12 years ago, but it was something like a while ago. So I showed my mom, and she was like, oh, it looks like him. <laughs> I was like, she was like, that's what you were drawing, right? I'm like, no, I was drawing myself. <laughs> I was like, this is a self-portrait. <laughs> she was like, oh, it looks like Eric Robeson. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's just that same type of thing with, the subconscious, you know, and you, um, and sometimes, you know, you get in deep with music, but, um, or just thought, you know, and, or whatever is going on. And I think it's important to be aware, um, just for reasons like that, you know, but, um, but it's kind of funny. It reminded me of, of that situation. And, um, the other thing I do remember that episode of the Twilight Zone <laughs> that you mentioned. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good, a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> a good one. And uh, let me see. There was one thing. I was writing so fast, I don't know what that says. But um, let's see. You know, and I I thought it was important that you mentioned um, belief turns into annoying sooner or later because, you know, sometimes belief can be a shaky thing, but once you you have a certain conviction with what you believe um, and incorporate it, like you said, let it in, it does become annoying or um, invite a deeper understanding. And and it's also funny you mentioned um, knowing also being a uh, being because <laughs> um, I, I actually wrote a poem about that today or, or it mm. came through me, but I wasn't, um, you know, intending to. Um, but the topic on that one is um is like beauty but I didn't you know, I'm not gonna get too deep into it. And then um let's see. There was one other thing. Let's see. Um oh, mentioning um when you mentioned how, um, you know, the connection between um, two people or things and, uh, you know, one, I think I took, I I wrote it a certain way. Um, Like not knowing why something is being done um, for someone else. Um, 
what what I or I guess one person doing something for someone else. Um, okay. What I kind of wanted. To, yeah, what I wanted to mention on that was, you know, it's funny because sometimes people get mad at you know what someone does for someone else or things like that, and I think that that's an interesting thing because you can never really know why someone does do something for anyone else. You know, you can never that's be. That's probably why you're not supposed to. Exactly. And that's what I mean. What gave you that inspiration to do that? You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not supposed to, and nobody's supposed to, because it's not even, it can't even be fully, um, relevant to that third party, you know, they could just perceive what they perceive within their own experience, but they won't know that connection um, the same way, you know, and they, because it's it's what one is doing, you know, or acting as in relation to a bunch of other things with whatever and whoever it it is. So I think... um, you know, definitely a good point. And it's funny how what's, what's always created is always perfect for somebody. Right. Like, I, I, was, I was wondering if this was, you know, if something like this existed or I was looking for this. And, you know, and I, sometimes I wonder, you know, what was the time process of me creating something or somebody creating something and somebody seeking that creation? Like, I wish I could look at both sides of the creating. The mind creating mm-hmm. the desire for it and the one creating the actual object. <laughs> it's like it's like, like, a, like a split screen. I see both of these things happening and whatever time zones and time code that they're, you know, manifesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a little playing with the mind imagination at the moment. Just, um, you know, things like that. Right. It just goes back to that. Um, it Well, what it reminds me of kind of goes back to that again, too. You know, um, I had gotten a an art piece stolen before, and, you know, I worked, like, really hard on that and for a while and everything. But who knows? Like, really, um, maybe this person used it for something that, you know, they could maybe they couldn't buy their mom a gift and they just gave it to their mom, you know. And that's something that reminded them of her or something. Who knows? Who knows what it's for? But it's like I couldn't be, you know, you can only get so um, emotionally charged about things or emotionally, so emotionally attached um, for so long until it either uh, makes you sick or it, you know, you know, which which will can end you. <laughs> you know, it basically forces you to let go eventually because, like, some people say, "Oh, this person transitioned, this person died." You know, I can never get over. It. I can never get over it. But the principle of time and experience, time goes by. You're experiencing. You're able to cope with it more and more and more better because. Life has to go on. Existence has to keep moving forward. 
And as it moves forward, you know, it may intensify, become an extreme at some point within that forward motion. But eventually you have to, you will come to a point of acceptance, whether you accept it and take yourself out or whether you accept it and keep on living. So it makes you, you're forced into a corner of acceptance. You get forced into this corner whether you want it or not. No, and that just may just become a thought imprint. Oh yeah, I still I still miss that person. I still you know, I still miss this thing that I had or that or. But it's not it doesn't make such a present impact as it did at one moment before. At one present time before. You know, because this thing moves has to keep moving, and it's gonna make you come to a point of acceptance to some degree at some point, some way, one way or another. Yeah, you know, right. some. You know, whether you yeah. lost that painting or this or that, you can be pissed off, but you're going to come, you know, just you came to a point of acceptance. It's like, you know what? I'm not carrying this shit no more. I mean, this, this emotion or this thing or this madness, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you don't want to keep manifesting. You can keep doing paintings and all that stuff. So like, eh, whatever. It's what it is. I can exactly. still produce what I want to produce. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Because my mentality was, you know, after I couldn't get it back, was, um, you know, it's like every painting that I do after this or every drawing or whatever is going to look um, as if the one that was originally done wasn't even mine. You know, it's going to be that much better each time. So um, the funny thing, when you were speaking, I also thought of... um the the name of my um uh, I guess like art related work is um based on the principle of transformation and um you know basically continuation and so how could I be mad you know <laughs> that's that's part of what um that's part of what comes you decide what you're gonna do with what has been presented you decide how you're going to take it, how you're going to transform it, um, or how you're going to let it transform you, and then you continue somehow. So, um, exactly. But Sometimes but, it becomes even more embedded within you. Like if you have something, you're memorizing something, and all of a sudden you memorize it every day, every day you memorize it, you memorize it, whatever picture you have, this and that, or a test or a quiz or something that you're memorizing. I can't lose it. I can't lose this paper. All of a sudden, you lose the paper. It could be a poem. It could be whatever, and you lose it. And all of a sudden, you just remember that because you become forced in the corner. Like, oh, shit, I lost it. I don't have it no more. And all of a sudden, your memory becomes clear. And you're like, oh, I remember it. I can remember most of it right now, you know. So sometimes mm. losing something or, you know, actually makes the imprint or the memory a lot more enhanced. I think you need to hold on to it, but, you know, once you let it go and you're forced to memorize it, you're forced to try to remember, all of a sudden that memory comes back. So sometimes losing some makes things about the principle of clarity as well or detail and specific. Specification. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a place. Serious place, man. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, there was um, there's a couple other little things <laughs> that I wrote down, but um, you know, you were talking about real, the um, R E A L, real, R E E L. But then when you were speaking, I also thought of realm. You know how it just um, those things are real, but then you know. Same word, <laughs> just with an M. But then those things are real to you, and you become a part of their realm. And, um, you know, it's an interesting thing. But, um, <clears throat> otherwise, um, let's see. I don't know. This was a little silly thing, but I just thought it was it was kind of related <laughs> and maybe unrelated, but it was it was kind of funny because you said um, you were talking about the three M's, and um, I thought about M and M's because you said um, you know you were just saying M M M, and I'm like huh, M and M's. But the funny thing about the candy. Um, you know, when they advertise M&M's, they can talk. And they're like, they have the candy outside is the shell of their body, you know. And um, I just thought that was funny. But it's like the, you know, because you mentioned the um, magic manifesting machine, talking about um, the body and everything. And I was like, oh, it's funny. To have a, um, hmm? I say this is a manufacturing thing, a manufacturing vehicle. I mean, like I say, you know, I don't know if this is the earth, because some people say, yeah, life is crazy in this world, but it's earth. I don't know if this is a world. I don't know if this is the earth. I don't know if this is a planet. Even look at the word planet, it's just a plane. It's a plane of existence. The T is always sideways as an X. So you get the letter X, plain X, or the X plane, or the unknown plane, or the plane unknown to you. You take the E off a plane, you get the word plan. So this is where you have to manifest your plan. Right. To plan. What's your plan? What do you choose to manifest? You are a magician on two feet. You're a magician. Exactly. But um, the last thing that I was um, receiving from that that I wanted to mention was, um, you know, I was just glad also that you mentioned the emotion and judgment blocking the intelligence as, you know, as has been mentioned in previous episodes and in general. Um, I think the emphasis on that is, also important, especially for this um, topic. So, yeah, that was that was all that I wanted to to go through with that. But if anyone's on the line um, that wants to chime in, feel free. If not, then um, I don't know. I guess that's it for today.
I know. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't say um, that's it, because then it could it could go on <laughs> another two. I could speak a whole lot more. Yeah, definitely. You know, another thing. And speaking about manifestation as well, there is a website coming soon as well. It's manifesting as we speak. And there will be, as well, um, video as well, with interviews as well, and, um, touching upon subjects and topics as well from a visual standpoint. So this will be up on the website as well and on uh, other websites, which we'll touch upon sooner or later. But since we're talking about the principle of manifestation, Things are also manifesting as well on the side of the fence. So there will be the website up real soon, and um, the projects will be out along with it. And um, there will be some visual stimulus, stimulant for people who are uh, clairvoyant. (laughs) Because you have, you know, audio-voyant and clairvoyant beings. Some people like to hear things. Some people like to see things. Some people like both. You have different types mm-hmm. of individuals, different beings. But have a nice little bit of everything for everybody. You know, things are mm-hmm. in the process of manifestation. Everything remains in continuation. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That, Thank you to everyone somebody. and everything. Yeah, well, you know, that's what it is. I know I'm going to go get some water, man. I ain't got no damn water right now. <laughs> I'm having some ice cream or something, you know. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Other than that, it is what it is. It is as it is. Till next time, see you then. See me as well. So then keep me a vision, I'll keep you a vision. Okay. One. Zero. Yeah.